And uh, we have this day of prayer, these days of prayer coming up. I just want to point out, in your weekly is uh, a place for you to write down your big, bold, audacious prayers for 2019. We want to take them before the Father uh, in our 21-day prayer emphasis and then pray over them all year. I've been praying over the requests from last year. I gathered them together all year, hold them before the Lord. And so if you write it down, just leave it on the altar today. We just want to get a hold of it so we can pray with you as we begin our 21 days of prayer and fasting. If I said to you that I saw you driving to church today, and you were driving very fast, within the speed limit, but very fast, I would be making a commentary on your speed, how quick you were moving, how fast you were going. Or if you walked by me in the lobby and I said, hey, not so fast, I'd be asking you to change your pace, to slow down, that you were moving too quickly. Because the word fast in our language has become primarily equated with speed. Someone says, oh, they're really fast. Speed. But it didn't start that way. That word started with the meaning of strength, resolve, firm. It still carries over in some ways when someone says steadfast, right? They're meaning that you are firm, resolute, strong. Or if someone says they are fast asleep, but not in church. Your neighbor right now, just check them, check them, check them, check them, check them. It's way too early to doze off. I haven't even got boring yet. Still in the exciting opening. If someone says they're fast asleep, it doesn't mean they got to sleep quickly. It means that they are firmly asleep. But here's what happened. People noticed that people who were strong, firm, resolute, actually got things done Faster. Got that? Someone that was steadfast, firmly resolved, actually accomplished more, more quickly. Because they were fast. They were firm, strong. That fast made them fast. Now get this, because I'm talking to you today about the spiritual truth of fasting. And here's a truth I don't want you to miss. That if you learn to fast, you will be fast. That if you learn the strength of fasting, it will accelerate your spiritual growth and the breakthroughs in your life will come at a blinding speed. So let's look into fasting. We're starting the new year in a season, a call to prayer and fasting. Because fasting in the scriptures is connected to new beginnings. Before Moses gave the Ten Commandments, a brand new season for the people of God, he took time to pray and to fast. Before Jesus began his public ministry, he took time to pray 
and to fast. Before Paul began his public ministry, a new beginning in his life, he took time to pray and to fast. In fact, the Bible has a whole lot of fasting. Spiritual giants, men and women, who fast. I just looked some of them up. There's over 50 times that people are fasting. Moses fasted, David fasted, Elijah fasted, Ahab fasted, Daniel fasted, Esther fasted, Ezra fasted, Nehemiah fasted. The people of Nineveh fasted and they weren't even people of God. They were repenting. In the New Testament, Anna, the prophetess, fasted. Jesus, of course, fasted. The disciples of John fasted. The elders fasted. Cornelius fasted because he was an Italian. That's a miracle. No, those Italians love that food. That's a miracle right there. Paul fasted. A whole lot of fasting going on in the scriptures. So we're going to look at this subject today as we call the church and call you to learn about fasting. So let's begin. You've got a study guide. We're just going to talk about what fasting is. And in a short form, fasting is saying no to something. So that you can say yes to something else. It's saying no to something so that you can say yes to something else. It is the essence of spiritual growth. You are going to face some decisions in 2019 just like you faced some decisions in 2018. And every decision is an opportunity for spiritual growth and development. So fasting is saying no to things that are going to take you farther away from God and yes to things that are going to bring you closer to God. In Ephesians chapter 5, there are things we should be saying yes to, things the Holy Spirit wants to do in us, love and joy, yes to peace, yes to patience, yes to kindness, yes to gentleness, yes to goodness, yes to, yes to um, uh, self-control. But Galatians 5 also has some things we should say no to. So the many times that the Bible talks about fasting, being resolute, being strong, it's in regards to saying no to food, which is a very good topic after Christmas. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Food. The people would say no to food? So they could focus on God? What does food and saying no to food have to do with focusing on God? I'm glad you asked. Why food? People would choose to not eat a meal, to not eat meals from sunrise to sunset, to choose to fast a day. So they would stop focusing on food and they could focus on God. And maybe you have never done this in your life. Why is it over and over again in the Bible, these 50 times of fasting are usually people saying no to food so they could focus on God? Well, there's only a few things you do that give you life. One of them is breathing. How many of you are doing that? Even while I'm talking to you. The other is taking in substance, eating food. How many of you are doing that while I'm speaking? Hopefully not, but maybe you brought a snack. I don't know. So food is taking something that gives us life, 
In fact, where does all food come from? Think about this. This is one of the reasons food is important. Food gives us life, and all food comes from not Chick-fil-A. Not from Publix. Oh, I'm sure you get some food from Chick-fil-A, from Publix. But where did that food come from? When you trace the origin of all food, it comes from a place called the garden, uh, the creation, when God said, let there be food, and there was food. Now, this is why food is important. Because in fasting, we are acknowledging our life doesn't come from food Our life comes from God. That God is actually more important than food. We are focusing on the creator and saying no to the creation. Also, in the book of Genesis, while we're there, what was the first disconnect that humanity had with God? It was based around the subject of Food. Eating. In fact, if you're taking some notes, note this. That we disconnected from God because of eating and ego. Eating, the enemy came like a snake and said, look at this food, look at this fruit, eat it. And if you eat it, appealing to the ego, you will become like God. Eating and ego disconnected us from God. So by denying food, it diminishes ego and brings us in connection with God. This is what accelerates spiritual growth. Fasting says no to food so I can focus on God. And it brings us accelerated spiritual growth. Not because you're earning brownie points with God. But you learn this principle that God is your ultimate source and your supply. And the more you know that, the more you grow. So the Bible has several ways of fasting. Let's talk about that. Different ways of fasting. In your study guide, first one I just want to point out is the regular fast. It's the one that is most commonly in the scriptures. And it is fasting for a day. A day of fasting or um, some meals of fasting. Um, some food that you have said no to. Regular fasting, here's one of the places in Judges chapter 20. They came to Bethel, they wept, and they fasted until evening. So they were fasting until evening. Probably fasting from the sunrise until the sun set. They were taking a portion of that day and they were taking no food. So one-day fasts are the most regular fast in the Bible. And it's not too hard to do. Oftentimes, for medical reasons, if you're going for an appointment, you can have with the doctor a fasting appointment, which means what? No food before you go. Right? We're not talking about fasting for medical reasons. Though I do encourage you, listen, if you're going to get into fasting, which I'm going to challenge you to do, there are some physical conditions that would limit you from fasting, and you should check with your doctor about that. Especially the next one, the full fast, which I believe is only in extreme conditions. 
In Acts chapter 9 and verse 9, the apostle Paul had been knocked off his donkey and blinded. And it says he took no food or liquid for three days. That's a full fast. And I, I would say, listen, I would say that's only in extreme conditions. If you are knocked off your donkey and blinded. I'm just saying it's extreme because I would encourage you that when you do not take food, you still take liquid, juice, water, to sustain your liquid. You can only go three days. You die after three days. So that's a, that's a full fast. So that's in the Bible. Then there is the partial fast, the Daniel fast, where you give up certain foods for certain days. And because we're coming into a 21-day call to fasting and praying, I want to talk about partially fasting. It says in Daniel chapter 10, as he fasted for 21 days in a partial fast, uh, that he took no uh, delicacies, he took no meat, and he drank no wine. If you want to simplify that, it was no sweets, no meats, and no alcohol. Those are three words. And he did that for how many days? For three weeks or 21 days. So he still was eating. Every day he was eating, he just changed his diet, a partial fast. And as we come into these 21 days, maybe that's what you want to do. It would do you the world, the world of good for 21 days to have no sweets. Mm, come on, somebody. Come on. Just listen. For, no chocolate. I'm just uh, so now now every time, watch this is what happens. Every time you get the a chocolate, no to chocolate, and reminding myself to focus on God. No sweets, no alcohol. I've had no alcohol my whole life. You can do 21 days. No alcohol. No alcohol, 21 days. Now, when it comes to meats, okay, you know, and there are whole people have written whole cookbooks from these three words. The complete Daniel fast. And they prescribe. And I'm not going to do that for you. I just like, I'm not going to do that because I don't think the Bible does that. And they'll go, you must eat these kind of beans. And these kind of legumes. I'm going to let you work that out with God. I think that when he was not having meats, he was, he was eating kosher. My thinking. He wasn't eating meats that were offered to idols. So some people say no meat at all during Daniel fast. I go, well, maybe, I don't know. Some people say no beef but chicken. Some people say no chicken but fish. That's between you and God. Here's what it says. No sweets, no meats, no alcohol. You work that out. Some people have some meat during the 21 days. Some people eat 21 days just vegetables, fruits and vegetables. You work that out. But it would be, it would be to take a change in your diet to say, I'm going to focus on God for 21 days will accelerate spiritual breakthroughs and begin this year with a new fervor and a new anointing and begin a new season of spiritual growth in your life. Now, the Bible talks about fasting things other than food. May I make some suggestions? May I make some suggestions? How about this one? How about fasting from negative conversation for 21 days? Mm, come on, somebody. That would change your world. Some of you could give up breakfast every morning because you don't drink it. You don't have it anyway. I'm going to give breakfast up for God. 
No negative conversation. I assigned some of you last week 24 hours no negative conversation, and you freaked out. Imagine consciously being aware, and if you get involved in a conversation, if you're accountable with somebody, say, oh, yes, we're supposed to be fasting negative conversation. Maybe you could start a pattern for the whole year. How about this one? How about this one? Just fasting television for 21 days. Now, when I was a youth minister, which I started in youth ministry, and I love youth ministry because they're so much more obedient than you guys. Like you could actually suggest, like we would do a 40-day every year, and when I was a youth minister, 40-day television fast coming up to Easter, the Lenten period, and I know some of you are already going, oh, but what about sports? Well, who won the Super Bowl four years ago? And does it really matter? Just, just saying. And every time you get the desire, oh, no, I'm not going to focus on that. If I could get you excited about God as you are about the Steelers, a little conviction for my son-in-law. No, if I could get you, if you, seriously, seriously, brothers, sisters, if you could get in as enthused about God as you do about sports, it would revolutionize your 2019. Come on, I'm preaching. I'm preaching now. You're not amening me as good as I'm preaching. I'm just, just telling you. But some of you go, what, 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 about, what about news? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to get into the legalism of this. What, what happens if the world ends and I didn't know it? I don't know. I'm just saying, take something. Maybe you should fast the weekends. Maybe you're out every weekend, and maybe you should fast the weekends and give your weekends to God. I, mean, I guess you're doing a little bit of that right now, so good for you. What about, what about this? What about fasting social media? Mm, oh, yeah, now I'm getting close to the, ah, uh, I'm talking about Facebook, Instagram. Do not face MySpace. You don't use it. I'm going to give up MySpace for God. We're fasting, texting. How could I live? Do you know actually people lived on the planet for many years with no texting? Do you know they actually survived? I think sometimes they actually spoke to each other. I'm not, I'm not prescribing. I'm just saying things that could shake your world up. You could put on like an automatic response. I'm fasting from texting. If you really need to, to contact me, call me. The phones actually, you could actually talk on them. Maybe you want to take during the 21 days a meal each day and just say, I'm going to fast breakfast. I'm just going to give that to God for the 21 days, or I'm going to give my lunch to God, or I'm going to give my dinner. Do not pick a meal that you already skip. Like, if you don't eat breakfast, don't okay, go, I'm giving my breakfast up for God. 
I never have breakfast, but I'm giving it up. No, you got to do something that means something. It's saying no to something so that you can focus on something. No to food so you can focus on God. What about, what about saying no to any music but music that glorifies God? 21 days, at music for which it was created. All music was created to glorify God. What if for 21 days you only listened to music that glorified God? I'm just saying. These are things that will shake your world and, and move your focus. It's all about focus. Spiritual growth is all about focus. Choices are all about focus. I'm saying no to this so I can say yes to that. That gets a discipline in your life. So as you go through your year, your year and you face choices, you're able to say no to things that you want to say yes to so you can say yes to things that are better for you. That's what fasting's about. And it produces results in our lives. Hey, let's look at some of them. Let's look at some of the whys we should fast or the power of fasting, things that are produced in our lives when we choose fasting, to be strong, to be re resolute, to resolve in these areas. Uh, fasting produces humility. Humility isn't resting in our strength, letting our ego go. It's resting in God's strength. And when you fast, when you fast, especially if you do a multi-day fast, did I say to check with your doctor? Did I do that part? I want to make sure because my doctor would never, he never, like he never got multi-day fasting for me. But I would talk to him, say, I'm going to be fasting for multiple days. He'd say, don't do that. So I'm going to do it. But I, I do it. And there's certain like medical, if you're pregnant, getting pregnant, sugar diabetes, these are things, you got to talk about those things, okay? I'm, not, I'm just saying that Giving up a meal, I guess you could do that. Giving up a day. Some of you should fast. Here, let me tell you the easiest way to fast for a day. Can I do that? <laughs> Can I get, oh. You know what we're talking? We're talking about self-denial, and it's not a popular subject. What about me? Me. Scott, I came here for me. And I'm telling you. It's not about me. You got to give me up. Oh, it's a popular subject. Let me tell you about, here's easy, fasting one day, okay, which I practice regularly. And it's just, you, you have a dinner meal, have it early, then you fast breakfast, lunch, and you have a dinner meal after, so like this, five o'clock dinner meal, okay, you get this? Miss breakfast, miss lunch, have dinner, six o'clock. You get that? That's a day fasting. Some of you have never fasted before. I'm just going to suggest that you fast a meal. For the glory of God, in 21 days, give up one meal. Maybe one day, maybe one meal, maybe one day a, a, a week, Tuesdays is going to be your day. I'm just calling you, okay? So it produces humility. David said, I will humble myself with fasting. And my prayers will be genuine. Jesus actually warned us that it's about humility and not pride when he says, hey, don't get proud about your fasting. He says, don't be like the hypocrites that go around looking really sad in Matthew 6. And, and, and they, they're, they're like really, like, like you see them in the, you say, you're not looking good. Well, I know I'm fasting. It's my day of fasting. 
So I think it's okay to talk about fasting, especially to encourage each other in the Lord, but not be proud about it, not be boastful. Fasting is not depending on our own strength. This is humility, not resting in his strength. I'm not getting my strength from food today. I'm getting my strength from the source of life today. Humbling ourselves. Uh, When we fast, we can bring goodness, grace, and help to others. Esther, when she fasted, She fasted herself. She was about to appeal to the king on behalf of God's people. And she asked other people to join with her in a fast because she needed the strength. And so you can choose to fast for the goodness of others. A son, a daughter, a loved one, your church, your community. Fasting for the good of others. Some people have done this. Listen, they give up a meal and then they take the cost of that meal and they donate it to a cause that is helping to feed the poor. Just think about it. Things to think about. But... Esther said, I need your, and they fasted, and it strengthened her in her work, and she received the favor she needed. What about this? Fasting empowers our prayer life. The book of Acts, every chapter in the book of Acts, they're praying, or there's a recorded prayer meeting. They're praying all the time in the book of Acts, and they're fasting. In chapter 13, they're making a very important decision, and it says this in uh, Acts uh, 13, that while they were worshiping the Lord and doing what? And fasting. Watch this. Just look this way for a moment. Their worship was intensified through fasting. There's another benefit. When you're, so worship, rather than just Christian karaoke, singing words off the screen with no heart, the focus is on God, and their worship was sweeter, and it also did this. Watch this. It opened their ears to hear. We're beginning a series coinciding with our call to fasting uh, on your seats, a series called The Voice, because we would like you to hear, not from Scott, but we would like you to hear from the Holy Spirit as we begin this year some incredible revelation, some incredible insight, because we want God to speak to you the desire that he has for your year. And let me already tell you, it's amazing. So we'd like you to tune into that. So fasting is part of that. So they could hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said to them, I want you to separate Barnabas and Saul, later to be called Paul, and I want you to separate them for the work I've called them to do. They were going to go out from this meeting, this prayer and fasting meeting, and they were going to change the world. Good thing they listened to this. And they listened to it because they were praying and fasting. It, 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 it increased their sensitivity. Their ears were open. And after the Holy Spirit spoke to them, what do they do next? They took more time to pray and fast. They said, okay, Holy Spirit, we've heard. We're going we're gonna to now separate Barnabas and Saul. And before we do that, we're going to take time to fast and pray. And then we're going to lay hands on them. They laid hands on them because that's a transfer. That's, a, that's, that's an anointing of power. It's why we pray for people. We have a prayer team here to lay hands on you because when two or three people come into agreement under the power of the Holy Spirit, miracles take place. And a miracle empowerment of Barnabas and Saul took place, so they went out and they turned the world upside down. 
Oh, would to God that people in our community would have you going out from this place, from your moment of prayer and fasting, and turn this community upside down. That's what they did. But they, they spent time not focusing on food so they could focus on God. What, what about this? Oh, victory comes. There was a time when the disciples were trying to cast out an evil spirit. And even though Jesus had given them authority and power, and they'd been praying for the sick, they got to this one really tough circumstance. They said, Jesus, we prayed over this evil spirit, and we prayed over this evil spirit. We couldn't, we couldn't take care of it. And Jesus said, well, this kind comes out through prayer and fasting. There's victory. There is victory for you in 2019. Some things that you have been bound up with all 2018, and they're getting ready to die as you learn this secret. I'm going to say that again. There are some things that have been hounding you through 2018, 2017, 2016, 2015, 2014, and they're getting ready to die because you're going to learn a spiritual discipline to say no, and you're going to say yes to God. Come on, somebody put your hands together. Just affirm that. Somebody needs to hear that. There is victory. And it just, it's part of following Jesus. When Jesus was talking to his disciples, like us, and he's talking about fasting. There's not a direct command in the Bible, thou shalt fast on Tuesdays. Or thou shalt call 21 days of fasting. That's not, there's not commands in the Bible. But it certainly is a pattern by these many spiritual people. And Jesus, when he's talking about it, he says, when you fast. You see that? Matthew 6. Not if you fast. If you ever decide to fast. He says, when you fast. It's an assumption that he's making that his followers would know this spiritual truth that when you are steadfast and you fast, it actually makes you faster. Now get that. When you fast, you get faster. And some of you have been putzing along in your spiritual growth. And it's time for you to put some octane in your engine. Thank you for getting that. And just thank you for getting that. Just thank you. Because I'm really giving it. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. Jesus said this. You want to follow me? You want to follow me? Deny yourself. Deny. And so when we look back over the last year, just we live in a culture. We live in a church culture where it's me, 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 me. What's good for me? What's me? And Jesus goes contrary to that. He says, no, 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 it's about denying me so that we can have a better we. Not about me, it's about we. So we look back over 2018, where have I really denied myself? Well, this is one area where we learn to do it. We deny ourselves because you get hungry when you fast. Did you know that? Sometimes you cheat. I'm not going to condemn you for that either because that's happened to me. Ooh, that, that piece of cheese. I just really need that piece of cheese. <sighs> I've eaten it, and God has forgiven me for it. Don't worry. You can't condemn me because Jesus doesn't. I'm just saying. Okay, I'm going to fast some more now, God. One piece of cheese. You get hungry. But you're conscious. Every, every time I get hungry when I'm fasting, I go, oh, yeah. 
There's a purpose. There's a focus. Okay, it's not about that. It's about this person that I'm fasting for. It's about this circumstance that I'm fasting for. It's this decision. Or it's about, Lord, I want to focus on you. And in the focus is where spiritual growth is developed. So we deny ourselves. We take up our cross after we deny ourselves. You can't take up your cross till you deny yourself. You deny yourself, you take up your cross, and you follow Jesus. That we would see the kingdom of God touch the kingdom we live in. That God would open up the heaven over your neighborhood and it would be in your neighborhood as it is in heaven. That in your job where you work, it would be in your job like it is in heaven. That when we gather together, brothers and sisters here in this place, it would be in this room like it is in heaven. Yeah. In Jesus' name and for his glory. Learning to say no to something so we can say yes to something better is the essence of spiritual growth. And that discipline, that spiritual discipline will help you to grow into 2019 and all that God has for you. Amen. We're going to pray together. We can uh, stand, please, for this prayer. I'm going to invite our prayer team to come and join me here at the altar and just prepare yourselves to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And as we stand, I, I want you just to listen, please, please listen to the most important voice in this room, and it's not my voice. It's the voice of your Heavenly Father who loves you more than you can imagine, who is here for you, to wrap his arms around you, to squeeze out all the junk and to pour in everything that is good. And so this is a moment that we just want to say yes to God's kingdom, yes to God's presence, yes to God's will. In my life, like it is in heaven, that's our prayer. Help me, God, to say no to things that I know I should say no to. Teach me through the discipline of fasting to say no so I can say yes to something better. Teach me, teach me, teach me. And I want to begin by just saying yes, maybe for the first time, maybe for the first time in a long time, I want to say yes to God in prayer. And I'm going to invite everyone to say yes to God in prayer. I'm going to lead in a simple prayer. It's a community prayer that we pray that acknowledges Jesus for who he is, our Savior and our Lord, the one who hung on the cross and absorbed all of your sin and all of your shame. He takes it. You can't do anything to earn or deserve God's favor. Even fasting doesn't earn or deserve God's favor. But it teaches you to say no and to say yes. That's what it teaches you. And that's the power that's released in your life. Here's a prayer. I'm going to pray it. I'm going to ask you to pray out loud with all the people around you, please. Good, strong voice, because God loves to hear your voice. He loves to hear you talk to him. Your father is waiting to hear from you. And here's our prayer, simple, from our hearts. We lift our voice and we say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I open my heart, my soul, my life to Jesus Christ. 
Come into me. Fill me with your spirit. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. I turn away from darkness. I leave it behind. I repent of my sins. And I receive your grace, your love, your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Now help me to make wise choices and to follow Jesus all the days of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Church, we celebrate that. We, we, we bless that prayer. That, that prayer can begin a miracle in your life. Now, our prayer team is here to pray with you and for you. Because when we lay hands, there's power. The Bible teaches us. You have a need here. We're here to pray with you. Physical need. Financial need. Maybe you need direction moving into the new year. We're here to pray with you and for you. That's why our team is here. Also, if you would like to receive Holy Communion, you don't have to be a member of this church, just a friend and a follower of Jesus. And, and just take this. Today I'm remembering Jesus. I'm remembering that on the cross he died for me. I'm remembering that he went into the tomb and he laid there. And I'm remembering that he didn't stay in that tomb. He rose from the dead and he's with us in this moment of communing with him. And I celebrate his presence. There's a communion table on the left-hand side and the right-hand side. The bread and the cup of the Lord remind us about Jesus. So focus on Jesus. If you've been a guest here today, thanks. thank you so much. We know God has incredible plans for you. We want to help you achieve them. You come here and tell one of our prayer team, hey, I'm saying yes to God. They'll get you some material. You can just text in and say, hey, Scott, I'm saying yes to God. 941-2603-1321. That was too many numbers, but anyway. Yeah. I will send you stuff. We just want to help you. So I'm going to pray a blessing. And after this blessing, there's no other benediction. Some people will come and pray. Some people will receive communion. Our worship team will direct us towards God. Some people will go with the grace of God. You're welcome. But walk under the blessing of the Lord. May this, may this be an incredible season where you learn to say no to things that aren't good for you anyway. And yes to the goodness and the grace of God. So I just pray this blessing. I ask the Lord to surround you with his Holy Spirit. I ask for the Spirit of God to direct you. I'm praying every day that you would have increased sensitivity and ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. I pray the Lord will bless you that the God of hope will fill you with all joy, will fill you with all peace as you don't trust in yourself, but as you trust in the Lord so that you will come to the place where you are overflowing with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I bless you in the strong and the mighty and the majestic name of Jesus. And in Jesus' name, you are incredibly blessed. And all of God's people say, amen. Give the Lord just an ovation. Good to be together with you. Love you so much, guys. Come forward for prayer. Come forward for communion. May the blessing of the Lord be with you. Happy New Year to everyone.